You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Okay, with opening day just a couple of days away, teams are shoring up their rosters, and we are here to make bold predictions. I'm Allison Sutter from MLB.com. We're going to talk Oakland Athletics baseball with Jane Lee, who, of course, you know, covers this team every single day. Uh, Jane, before we get into our bold predictions, let's talk about some uh, news in, in A's camp uh, about the starting rotation. So what's gone on lately? Yeah, there was a little bit of some surprising news um, this week when the A's optioned um, Jesse Hahn, the AAA, um, and decided to go with Felix DuPont as their fifth starter. Um, just surprising in the fact that you know, Jesse was supposed to be a, bit, a big part of this team, a big part of this rotation. Um, you know, he was supposed to play a big role, um, was kind of, you know, off-season projections um, he pegged to be their number three guy um, and, and has really always been one of the, the promising young um, starters in the game. Um, but not so surprising when you look at his spring numbers. He had um, an ERA over 11, um, had really struggled in each of his last two extended starts. Um, just he was having trouble getting guys out. Um, the, the thing with him was his velocity was there, which was good news because that meant, you know, he, he's healthy. And I think the main concern with him coming into camp was his health just because he missed um, the last half of the 2015 season with a forearm strain. And there was maybe some concern that he was going to need Tommy John for a second time in his career. So the fact that he came into camp healthy, that was always the number one priority. But at some point in spring, um, and the A's kind of repeatedly said this, you know, you have to start seeing results. The results just weren't there for him. The velocity was there. The command just wasn't. um, And, you know, he's a big um, breaking ball guy. And so I know especially in Arizona this year, it was a lot drier, a lot warmer early on than it normally is. Um, And it was affecting um, a lot of pitchers' performances. Uh, You just saw it across the Cactus League. It was really strange. Um, And so Jesse was, you know, he wasn't the only one that was struggling, certainly not the only pitcher that was struggling. And I know he was kind of curious and and hopeful of getting back in the Bay Area um, and pitching in an exhibition game against the Giants this weekend and and really hoping to have one, you know, last chance to prove that, you know, he's fine, he's ready to go. Um, and the A's just kind of decided it um, in their best interest. And in Jesse's, if he go down um, and, and continue getting work um, in a minor league environment. Um, and, you know, conversely, they do have Felix Dubron, um, who if – if he wasn't in the rotation, he was going to be in their bullpen as a long man anyway. So he was going to be on this roster no matter what. But to see him in the rotation is a little bit of a surprise. Um, I know the A's feel it deserving just because he, he had one of the better springs of, of any pitchers. Um, they've been really impressed with his curveball this spring. He says it's the best it's been in a while. Um, so he will begin the season as their fifth starter. But, um, you know, we know how how much um, you know flexibility there is with rosters once the season begins. And I really wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jesse back in their rotation, um, you know, maybe if not in April, then by May. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious because I've spent most of my baseball uh, reporting career in Florida. I've spent some time out in Arizona the last few years. But it seems like these, these ERAs really everywhere were just skyrocketing. Um, with every team, there's <laughs> some guy that has like, a crazy ERA that's like supposed to be like a major part of their rotation. So, um, so, but typically, just like in a normal spring out in Arizona, when it's not, you know, 
significantly hot. It's still a little bit skewed, right, because of how dry it is out there? I mean, is that just like a normal thing every year? It is. And, I mean, you know, you see it especially, um, you know, with relievers, just because relievers especially, there's the, the sample size is so small because they're only totaling, you know, maybe – seven, eight, nine innings all spring, and, you know, they have a few rough ones. Of course, their ERA is going to, um, you know, be ballooned. And you you hear guys talk about it all the time, just the breaking ball is not breaking like it normally does. Um, you, see, you know, you see it with um, the sinker ball pitchers, and, and Jesse is one of those guys that, you know, relies on, um, you know, getting the ball on the ground, and you, you just weren't seeing that with him. But, yeah, across the league, it was just kind of – it was pretty crazy. I mean, you even look at the Giants. Um, I believe it was the Giants that led all um, – or they had the worst ERA of all starting staff. And you look at their starting staff and you're thinking, well, they're probably not too concerned based on the personnel that they have. So um, it, it was definitely a tough spring um, and tough for, um, you know, front offices to really – gauge that and, and make decisions and decide decide whether, you know, how much is it, um, the, the environment um, and the air, and, uh, you know, take that into consideration when making decisions. I know it was a particularly tough spring um, for teams to evaluate guys just for that reason. Okay. Well, we'll keep our eye on that. So let's go into our uh, fearless, fearless and bold predictions. Um, and these are just predictions. These are just kind of having fun. Uh, but let's start with Billy Butler. You believe he's going to have a bounce-back season. What gives you that indication? Yeah, I actually I wrote about it um, today, and um, just from talking to, you know, from talking to Billy, but also um, the guys around him, um, manager, guys in the front office, um, I, I think they're seeing um, a different approach, a different swing with Butler this spring. Um his um, bat speed is much faster. Um, he's reaching balls deeper in the zone. Um, he's driving balls into the gaps, um, which they really they needed to see that because last season you just saw too many balls on the ground. Um, I believe it was 26 double plays he grounded into. Um, and you look at his average, um, I think it was around 250. Not terrible, but not great for someone that they you know just gave out a three-year, $30 million deal to. Um, and I, they just they expected more from him, and they needed more from him. And I think, I think they're going to get more just because um, of the way he's looking right now. He was talking about just, um, you know, you play this game for so long, you you start to develop um, some bad habits with your swing, just unintentionally. You know, it just happens, and over time, um, you're you're not recognizing it. But he was watching some video, working on some things this off season, and um, and also going into camp, and he feels like he's He's figured some things out, and um, the A's do have him batting a little bit further down in the order this year just because of some of the additions they made. And I think that, you know, can take some pressure off a guy. Um, but also I, I think it provides him a little motivation. He is a guy that's not afraid to say, you know, I, I, I want to bat higher. I do expect that cleanup. Um, so I think you're just going to see overall better production from him. Um I think he's going to be driving in a lot more runs, just getting back to the, the type of player that he was with the Royals. Okay, and so your next ball prediction is that Chris Bassett is going to be an all-star. So um, how do you, what do you glean from that? Yeah, I just think um, from watching him this spring, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. I know he's not um, a 
a guy that, you know, across the league, many people know about. He was one of those guys that they's got in the Jeff Samarja deal um, last offseason um, and didn't make the opening day um, roster um, as um, a starter, began in the bullpen and really just had an awful time, was um, walking guys left and right and command ended up being just, um, his biggest issue pretty much the course of the whole season until the end. He kind of figured it out, um, was brought back to Oakland as a starter. And um, it's interesting with him because he was one of those rare guys last year who said, you know, I, I actually prefer to relieve, which you rarely hear. You know, of course, if guys have the option, they do want to start. And he's since completely changed his tune on that. He loves the routine of a starter. Um, he spent the whole offseason in Nashville working out with um, Sonny Gray and David Price at Vanderbilt. Um, tried to imitate Sonny's delivery, actually, just because his um, the delivery he was using before, there was just so many mechanisms to it. Um, it was real funky, and he's still um, a funky guy um, with his delivery, but it's a lot more smooth. Um, and, and the A's were really liking what they're seeing. Um, both catchers, Steven Vogt and um, Josh Fagley, have talked just about how electric his stuff is. Um, he's a guy that's capable of giving them, um, you know, going deep in the games, giving them a lot of innings. Um, and I think we're going to see good results. So, you know, it'd be easy, of course, to say that um, Sonny will be an all-star, and I'm sure, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he is. But just thinking of... Um, you know, off-the-wall bold predictions. Um, and I thought I'd include Bassett just because um, of how impressive he has been and, and just he's kind of been the, the top of camp a little bit just for, you know, by talking with um, some of the catchers and, and just about guys that, you know, have the chance to, to surprise and really stand out this year. Nice. And speaking of Sonny, so your third bold prediction, I don't think this is so bold. This is something that I feel like should happen if Sonny Gray throws a no-hitter. And I, I was laughing because A.J. Casabell, who covers the Padres, he is the uh, only reporter to be covering a team that has never thrown a no-hitter um, because the Padres are still waiting for their first win. And I'm like, you know, there's been so many perfect games and no-hitters thrown by people who shouldn't be throwing them. And then there's so many pitchers out there that you're waiting for them to throw one, and they haven't. So you think that Sonny Gray is going to throw a no-hitter? I think that would be awesome. Give us the very obvious reasons why you think that will. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, he's going to do it at some point, so why not? It just happened this year. Get it get it over with so he can get his, you know, second and third and fourth ones later on. Um, <laughs> and he's just, it, you are, every time he starts, you know, you're wondering, oh, is this the day? Like, it's an actual thought where whenever he takes them out, you're thinking, um, like, he has a chance to throw a no-hitter today. Um, he's always throwing deep in the games. Um, I remember even... Last year, it was opening day against the Rangers. He took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Um, and, you know, as a writer, I'm sure, you know, you know you're know, you sitting there thinking, well, <laughs> this is this is going to happen. This is a thing that's happening. Um, and with Sonny, there's just really never any doubt, and you're actually more surprised, you know, when he does give up a hit um, than when he, when he doesn't. So um, I think for him – you know, everyone in the organization's always said it too. It's just kind of a matter of time with him. And he's such a perfectionist, such a competitor, um, that you know, if, say he throws, you know, one hitter, yeah, he is gonna recall that at bat and be upset about that one hit. He's just that's just kinda the guy he is. He's he's the ultimate perfectionist. And I think that's one of the reasons I know that Fagley and Boat both 
enjoy catching him so much. Um, they're always talking about his competitiveness. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think at some point in his career it's going to happen. Um, but I'm just, I'm going to say it's going to happen this year. And I hope I'm there for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where if you like have an off day and the team is playing at home, you sort of have to sit and watch the game and wait for him to give a hit before you can go on with your dinner plans. I, uh, yep. I've experienced that in my past too. So anyway, okay, Jane, thank you so much. Have uh, an enjoyable opening day, and we will be talking to you soon. Thank you. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.